0: You are listening to Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. Thanks to Raya Eyewear for sponsoring this episode of Holding Court. I've been wearing Raya since last year. During the pandemic, I started teaching more lessons than ever before, especially outside. Raya are by far the best sunglasses for tennis I've ever used. Check them out at rayaeyewear.com. That's R-I-A Eyewear.com. .com and use the code PATRICK to get $20 off your first pair. They are total game-changing. changers. right, everyone, Friday, June 25th, time for a little Wimbledon preview with its draws just released uh, this morning. I'm actually getting ready to uh, hop on a plane a few hours from now to, believe it or not, actually watch live tennis Um professional live tennis I've watched a lot of tennis in the last year and a half most of it has been uh, juniors and recreational players which has been a lot of fun but really looking forward to getting on a plane first time I've taken a trip in a year and a half I took one trip to Florida to see my daughter who was down there but other than that literally have not been on a plane since I returned from Australia in 2020 So, of course, this year we covered the Australian Open at ESPN uh, up in Bristol, Connecticut, the home of ESPN, where we did it uh, from the headquarters there. And, of course, last year was the U.S. Open, which I covered. But since I live in New York, uh, no need to get on a flight to do that. So looking forward to it, uh, getting on the plane a little bit later today. Uh, But I thought this was a good opportunity to just talk a bit about the draw as it was just released today. So let's start with the women. Uh, Unfortunately, Simona Halep, the defending champion from 2019, uh, wasn't able to defend her title. Obviously, last year as the tournament was canceled because of the pandemic. Uh, now she's got an injury to the ankle, which hasn't 100% recovered. She actually was in London this week, was practicing with her coach, Darren Cahill, who, of course, as you know, works with us at ESPN as well. Uh, but she just uh, wasn't able to get to 100%, so elected to pull out. That means that uh, she won't be able to defend the title this year. She won't be able to walk on the court as the defending champion, as a tradition is at Wimbledon that first uh, Tuesday. Of course, the men's defending champion, of course, that will be Novak Djokovic will walk out for the first match on center court on Monday. So that leaves – well, Ashley Barney would have been the number one seed anyway, but she's the one seed, and uh, what an interesting first-round match for her. We just got to mention this because she's taking on Carla Suarez Navarro. If you don't know her story, she's an outstanding player from Spain throughout much of her career, diagnosed with cancer uh, a little over a year ago during the pandemic, uh, got treatment. She's now back healthy uh, and she's been playing. She played a couple. She played a couple tournaments. She played actually at the French Open as well, where she's always been a factor there. Clay, her favorite surface, but she can play well on every surface. Lost to Sloan Stevens. So she's drawn Barty in the opening round. That will obviously be on center court. And uh, you hope that Suarez Navarro can put up. Uh, A good match. Uh, I think she'll be done after this year. I think that's what she's announced already. But amazing to see her back. She's gotten tremendous support from the rest of the tennis world and the women's tour, of course. So she'll take on. uh, The person I think is going to win the tournament is Ashley Barty. Of course, on the women's side, by the way, as we saw at the French Open, uh, it could be really anyone. I mean, 30, 40 players could win it. I mean, maybe not at Wimbledon because the grass you need to be uh, a little more skilled with the racket, uh, obviously deal with the pressure of playing at Wimbledon, which is a little bit different than playing the other majors, walking out on that center court, the history there, uh, the cathedral of tennis, as we like to call it. So I think it, it, may, it would make it to me way more surprising if someone – um, like Akryakova, who, of course, won the French Open, could sneak through and win. Uh, that would be shocking. So Akryakova, by the way, is in this section. Uh, she's the 14 seed, so she's actually drawn in the section to potentially play Barty in the round of 16. You've got Joe Conta, Great Britain's Great Hope there. She's got a tough first round, though, against Sinjakova, who's playing well and. One of the warm-up tournaments, uh, Azarenka pulled out of her match uh, today. That was in one of the warm-up events. So hopefully she'll be a hundred percent. She's the twelfth seed seated to uh, take on Andrescu in this section of the draw. So the draw says Andrescu against Barty in the quarterfinals. Uh, Andrescu. You know she's still trying to come back from her injuries. She's got Kazakina as her possible seed in the third round. I'm not sure she's ready to make a big run, especially on grass. Although she's very she's a very athletic player on Drescu but likes the pure bounce that she gets on the hard court where she won the U.S. Open. So I'd be a little surprised to see her go deep. Contivate, dangerous. She's in this section as well, the 24 seed. Uh, hits the ball pretty big and flat so you would think she could play pretty well on the grass but I'll tell you there's a lot of you know dangerous floaters in this whole section of the draw Sevastova, Kostiak the youngster from Ukraine as I said Siniakova in this section as well so I still like uh, Barty to get actually I like Barty to win the tournament so of course I like her to get through this section of the of the draw but a lot of dangerous players in this uh, section of the draw, you've got Anissa Mova, the young American who just lost to Kerber uh, in the warm-up tournament in uh, in Germany. Svitolina is the number three seed, so she is, uh, if you go by seed, would be the semifinal opponent of uh, Ash Barty. I don't know if Svidilina is going to make it that far, uh, but Dosa is her seed. Muhova is uh, someone to look out for. She's the nineteen seed from the Czech Republic. She's got. She's sort of got a, a similar game to Barty. Can use a backhand slice, can come to the net, solid forehand, good all court player, not super powerful, but a very athletic and a lot of variety. So she's someone I could uh, see making a pretty big run here. Pavluchenkova, of course, who reached the. Uh, the uh, final at the French Open. She's up to the number 16 seed in this section. Then, of course, you got Serena. Uh, she's down at the bottom of this dr- half of this draw as the uh, she's a sixth seed. And she's got uh, Sasnovich in the opening round. Good, pretty good draw through the first couple of rounds and potentially Kerber. Uh, in round three as Kerber, of course, who's won Wimbledon before and beaten Serena, by the way, in an Australian Open final. She's dropped down, but she's dangerous on grass and having a good tournament this week. She just beat Anissa Mova. We'll see how she does uh, the rest of the tournament this weekend. So that could be tricky for Serena to, to play if Kerber's playing well in the third round. But I picked Coco Goff to make a big run here. She's in this section as well. Uh, I'm, I'm, Well, of course, I'm hoping to see Coco against Serena in the round of 16. Got Bencic as the nine seed in this section as well. But I'm picking Coco to make a run to the semis, upset Serena. That would, of course, get the eyeballs to the television. They're actually the two biggest draws in women's tennis are Coco Gauff and Serena Williams. So we in the tennis world, particularly at ESPN, uh, my employer will be covering the tournament from start to finish. Uh, we would love to see that Coco against Serena. That would move the needle particularly as it would be on the opening weekend of the tournament that would be a third round uh excuse me one second fourth round match. so we shall see if that happens now we go to the bottom half of the draw you've got Plishkova as the eight seed uh certainly dangerous but a little unpredictable uh, she should be a great grass court player but doesn't move that quickly so that can hurt young grass even if you have a lot of firepower which she has in a big serve and Lee young American look out for her she's in this little section you get Potipova. uh Podoroska from Germany who's having a good tournament as well in one of the warm-ups Allison risk who's always tough on grass a lot of you know it's, again it's, it's so much parody in the women's game that you could make a case for, you know, so many of these different... This is just one tiny little section I'm talking about uh, of getting through just to the fourth round. Then you've got Jess Pagula, who's a 22C now. She takes on uh, Garcia in the opening round. You've got Kvitova in this... How about this one? Kvitova against Sloan Stevens, players that have both won majors. Kavita, of course, won Wimbledon a couple of times. She's got to be considered, as always, one of the favorites to win the title uh, and certainly... Favorite to beat Stevens and then Pliskova Kvitova in the fourth round. That'd be some big hitting affair, the all check affair. Two uh, strong, tall women that both hit the ball big. Mertens is uh, just below Kvitova, so she would play her if she gets to the quarters. You got Kennan, Sophia Kennan, in there as the four seed. But look, I think look out for Mertens because she's an all court player. Good hands, and she's someone that I think can make uh, a run at Wimbledon. Comfortable Madison Keys in this section, but she's been so inconsistent this year. I don't expect a ton from her on grass, especially with the uh, unpredictability of the bounce. I don't think that helps her. She would play Mertens if they both get to the third round. Uh, And Kennan, as I said, in there uh, without her dad. You know, she got rid of her dad as her coach. Who was with her from the time she was a a, a little kid playing on the junior tour? So we'll see uh, what she can do. Then the bottom half of the bottom half of the draw is very interesting because Sabalenka, the two seed now, you know, has never made a huge run in a major, but she's obviously been incredibly consistent throughout the year. Sviantek, uh, the Polish uh, girl who is the number seven seed. You know, she's athletic enough to be, to play in anything. Obviously, she won the French, not this year, but last year. Tremendous firepower off both wings. Uh, not great around the net. So that's, she's got Shea Shui, uh, who from Taipei, who, you know, plays with like two hands on both sides, plays all the slices, the drop shot. That'll be very entertaining match. And I think Shuei's got a good chance to, to upset Sviatek, especially as in the opening. Remember the opening couple of days of the tournament, the courts are quite soft, meaning the grass hasn't hardened. It hasn't got a lot of play on it. So that means the ball bounces a little lower. Uh, it, I think it would help uh, Shuei a little more than than Sviatek. As the courts get a little harder, the ball bounces up a little higher. So that helps someone that's, you know, hits the ball bigger off the ground uh jabour who's a oh boy she's been really good this year the tunisian highest ranked i think ever from an arab country is the 21 seed Muguruza, of course who's won wimbledon before is also in this half she's the 11 seed sakari who's had a great year the number 15 seed uh ribikina who plays pretty well on grass so you've got it you know pretty wide open who am i picking in the bottom half Hmm. Sabalenka, no. I don't like her that much on grass. Tech. possible. She she reminds me a little bit of, of, don't get carried away here, Nadal, in that uh, I feel like if she gets through the first couple matches, she'll be much more dangerous. You know, Nadal was always susceptible early in the tournament because that the, the low bounce and the softness of the courts. And as the courts got harder and more predictable, he became better and better with his heavy topspin. I kind of feel that way about her. If she can get through her first couple of matches and get into the thick of the tournament, I think she could definitely make a run. Kvitova, you got to say Kvitova is probably the favorite in the bottom of the draw at the 10 seed. Um, you know, she hasn't been 100% healthy. She pulled out of the French, and then she hasn't played, but she's looked pretty good this week. Pagula, Risk, a couple of veteran Americans that can play well on the surface. I could see one of them making a run. Sakari, very athletic player, um, is, has turned it on this year. I don't know about her on grass, but uh, again, it's, it's really wide open. Uh, it's, it's completely wide open on the women's side. So, well, I'll take a little quick break right here. Just a reminder that uh, True, the drinks that I've been uh, talking about in my pockets, are absolutely phenomenal. You got to go to drinktrue.com, uh, get the sample pack. I love all the flavors, particularly the pineapple and the cherry berry, the one that chills you out at night. It's a great company. Jack McNamara, is a former pro hockey player, started looking for something healthy, something tasty uh, and something that was good for any lifestyle to keep yourself uh, moving to keep yourself fired up so try it go to drinktrue.com put in the code Patrick you get 30% off and uh, try that sample pack we'll be back with a little bit of the men's breakdown as I take a break This episode is being brought to you by Raya Eyewear. Over the last few years, a growing concern of mine has been the long-term effects of overexposure to UV rays from my extended time on court in the sun. You know, following that little yellow ball all over the globe. Well, I was also just tired of squinting on sunny days, but my fear was always that wearing sunglasses to protect my eyes would affect the way I hit the ball. Well, last year, especially during the pandemic last summer, I came across Raya, and I'm so, so glad that I did. Raya is changing the way tennis players see the game and protect their most important performance asset, their vision. All of their eyewear is handcrafted in Italy and built specifically to enhance ball contrast and provide protection from those harmful UV rays. There's no question that they help me see the ball better, they relax my eyes in the sun, and they've become an essential part of my tennis experience. Check them out at RayaEyewear.com. That's R-I-A-Eyewear.com. Use the code PATRICK to get $20 off your first pair. I promise you will love these sunglasses. This episode of Holding Court is being brought to you by True. That's T-R-U, the lifestyle beverage. Absolutely amazing. Go to drinkTrue.com to learn more. I suggest you try out the True Sampler, 30% off with the code Patrick. Now going with the true energy drink, the orange mango flavor. Absolutely amazing. You gotta try it. The Wake Up Blend Green Tea, B vitamins, antioxidants. Hold on a sec. Oh, man, there's six different drinks, as I said. Go to drinktrue.com. Check them all out. Try the uh, value pack, um, sample pack. I love the dream drink, too, at night. The cherry berry, pineapple flavor is amazing. Try them all. Absolutely phenomenal. All right, time to look at the men's draw right now. Obviously, the men's draw... I mean, it's great to look at it, but it's pretty obvious that it's uh, Novak Djokovic's tournament. Um, Yet again, he's a monster favorite to win it. He's like a huge favorite. And the next, by the way, the second two favorites at the moment, at least by the bookmakers, are Sitsipas and Medvedev. Medvedev actually looking like he's figuring out how to play on grass. So that could be uh, interesting for him. Uh, he's playing in Majorca this week, looking pretty good. Djokovic, though, solid favorite. Federer, by the way, the fourth favorite. At, I think he's at 8-1 to one with Berrettini, who's a guy to look out for, who, of course, won the Queens Club, one of the big uh, warm-up events on the men's side. But Djokovic, the top seed. He'll take the court on Monday, uh, first up against a wild-card big server, actually, from great Britain, Jack Draper actually spent some time at our uh, McEnroe Tennis Academy a couple of years back. Uh, he was a talented – well, still is. He's a pretty young guy, talented guy growing up, and then um, sort of fell off the radar, but pretty, pretty interesting guy. He's had some decent wins recently, pretty big lefty serve. Uh, athletic player. Uh, Normally, I would say this guy could probably win a round or a couple rounds at uh, Wimbledon on grass, but not when he's playing Djokovic in the first round. You've got Kevin Anderson, a former finalist, uh, who's fallen off mostly because of injuries. He's potentially a second-round opponent for Djokovic. Davidovich Fokina is a seed as a 30 seed, but he's got Dennis Kudla, the American, who's pretty solid on grass and who qualified, actually, who could uh, definitely win that match against Davidovich. you got Seppi in there. He's a solid grass court player, the veteran. I could see him potentially getting through. But for Djokovic, the bottom line is no problem. Through the first couple matches, you've got Monfils as his seed, possibly Garin. That is like a walk in the park for Djokovic to get through to uh, the fourth, or actually to the quarters. That would be his fourth round matchup. So I see no issues there. The only, you know, then you've got Rublev is a five seed. He's the highest seed in his quarter. Um, played well uh, in one of the, in what was it, in Halle. Got to the final there. So he's a, you know, huge ball striker. Dangerous. Definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, on the grass. Um Sinner is also in this section. Sinner's a 19 seed. He's a youngster from Italy. He's got Fukovich in the opening round, which is tricky. That's a tricky first round for him because Fukovic is a solid all-court player. I think Sinner will get through that. Although you, you, the young guy that hasn't played a lot on grass, sometimes it takes him a you know a couple of years to sort of find their groove cuz you just don't play that much on it and uh, particularly when you're playing someone like Fukovic, who's you know knows how to work his way around any court he's probably most comfortable I don't know he's probably best on hard but he he, he can play well on everything so I think that's a that's almost a Pickem type match there but if Sinner could get through that Schwarzman is another seed in this section uh, he's got the 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 wacky Frenchman in the opening round pair you know Schwarzman you know, he's crafty. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Obviously, no serve on grass, so that's a problem uh, as far as going deep. But he could definitely win a few rounds. He would play center. They're the seeds to meet. Uh, and then it could be center against Rublev. You've got Fonini also in this section of the draw. Uh, man, that's tough to see who's going to get through the quarters there. I'd probably go with Rublev, but uh, it's... Sinner, if he can get going, I mean, to me that would be, well, Rublev or Sinner. I'd like to see Rublev versus Sinner in the fourth round to play Djokovic in the quarter. So let's go to the bottom half of this section. The top half, pass is the three seed. So he is uh, the guy that ended up in the same half as Djokovic. He's got Francis Tiafoe, uh in the opening round, the American, who's doing a little bit better. But I don't think he can handle Sitsipas. although I think he could make it pretty close for a couple of sets, maybe win a set. But Sitsipas, uh he should be a great grass court player. He hasn't showed it yet, but uh, he's got the game and the athleticism to Sitsipas the all-court game. He should be a great grass court player. Obviously, the bookies think so as well. That's why he's the second favorite along with Medvedev. Uh Hatchinoff, I'm not a big fan of his on grass. I like the guy a lot. He's a big ball striker, but a little too clunky. Uh he's got Mackie McDonald who got through the qualifiers, the American out of UCLA, who's pretty solid on grass, hits the ball pretty flat. I could see him upsetting Hatchinoff there, maybe making a little bit of run, uh, winning a couple rounds uh to take on Sitsapath Dan Evans, then you go down this section is the seed from Great Britain. He plays Lopez, by the way. Feliciano Lopez who's uh, won his 500th match just in this past week on the tour the veteran from Spain with the tricky lefty serve. Evans I think will have too much versatility for him he'll win that De menoror another sec another seed in this section has got the American Sebastian Corda who is going to be the number one American in my opinion in the not too distant future but that's a tough first round to play De Noor, who's solid on grass, likes that low bounce. But Corda, I could see him winning that. I definitely could. I think that's a five-setter right there. De Noor probably win just on a little more scrappiness, a little more experience on grass, but it wouldn't shock me at all to see Corda win that. And uh, the winner of that match, I think, could could definitely make a run to take on Sitsipas, uh in the fourth round, uh, even though Evans is in there. Evans will be, it'll be tough tough to beat for any one of those guys. Shapovalov, also in this section, he's one of the outsiders that I think can make a big run. In fact, he's in a good section of the draw to get to the quarters and take on Sitsipas because you've got Basilashvili there who plays Murray, by the way, Andy Murray. Uh, so we'll see what Murray's got. That should be a winnable match for Murray uh, to get through. Obviously, love to see Murray play Shapovalov in the third round. I don't think he could beat Shapovalov at this point uh you know, just physically, but uh, hopefully Murray can can get on center court. Well, I'm sure he'll get on center court, but play, you know, a match of significance. So that would certainly would be if he could get to Shapovalov in round three, that would be big over there in England. It would be big for everybody. Opelka also seed, he pulled out of one of the warm up events. I think that was precautionary, but he's got Dominic Kepfer who had that great match with Federer at the French Open. Opelka should be uh, pretty dangerous on grass, although his return a serve. You know, the bigger guys, people think because they're huge and they have big serves, they should be great on grass. Actually, not really. I mean, Isner—it's probably his worst surface, grass, over the years, because there's there's the movement is so suspect and they don't return well at all. So uh, Opelka does return and move a little better than Isner. He doesn't. He's not as tough as Isner, and his, his serve is not. As good as Isner's, but uh, he mentally he's not where Isner has been his whole career. He, if he could get tight, tighten that up, the mental side of it, and be tougher, point in, point out, uh, he could be a serious factor. He's seeded, by the way. Alpelka's is the seed. He actually got a couple of Americans seated. Lowly Isner in there, Taylor Fritz as well. Batista Aguz, the other seed in this in this section. He'll be, you know, he can win a few rounds, but I don't see him going deep. I, I like to see Shapovalov sits a pass quarterfinal in this section to play Djokovic in the semis. That, to me, would be the best possible matchup in that half of the draw. Now we go to the bottom half. Of course, that's where Federer uh, ended up. So good news for Federer fans is that he did not end up in the same half of the draw as Djokovic. He could actually play Djokovic in the quarters. So you got Berrettini, who's at the top of this bottom half. He's the seven seed. is the twenty-eight seed. He's in there as well uh Berrettini, he looked great at queens i mean he's a big hitter moves well uh likes to hit the ball pretty you know i mean not flat but he can pound the ball so i i like love the way he looked he's got guido pella in the first round which is tricky um potentially isner uh i like his chances there karetsev's a the number 20 seed Kaspar root how about him he's up to number 12 he's the 12 seed here from Norway I don't think he's going to make a huge run on grass Nishikori unseeded in this section kind of a crapshoot this section because Kuretsev, you know he, he I mean obviously he's had an amazing year coming out of nowhere to now be the 20 seed at Wimbledon but on grass interesting I'll be you know this is sort of wide open to me this is Berrettini to get through then Zverev is the four seed um so it would it's by seeding should be zarev against Berrettini. you've got taylor fritz it's a 31 seed american takes on another american brandon nakashima also from southern cal he qualified so that's an all-american match up there umber and curios that's a heck of a first round match because umber is seeded actually he's 21 he's a lefty frenchman incredibly talented lost to curios in a great match uh, at the Australian Open, where Kyrgios really used the fans to his advantage. I think Umber is a favorite, by the way. It's too bad these two guys are playing in the first round, because both of them, I could see them in the second week being factors and bringing a lot of entertainment to the tournament. So that will be round one, kind of too bad they're playing so early. But look, you know, Kyrgios is not seated. You know, the results aren't there. He's barely playing because of COVID. He hasn't traveled at all hasn't played anything since uh, the Australian Open where he played pretty well. Federer has got Manorino, who normally would be like the perfect warm up match for him because Manorino, he's solid, but he has no power, but he bunts the ball around, he moves the ball around. So normally that would be like the perfect first round match for Federer. But right, you know, look, there's question marks about Roger. I mean, that's just the bottom line. After pulling out of the French, after losing early in Holley, coming into the press conference and saying, well, you know, he had to gather himself because, look, look, there's no doubt in my mind that he's thinking about the fact that the end might be closer than he thought when he came back. Now, this is going to tell a lot how he does in Wimbledon. Of course, everybody hopes he can make a run and be a factor. I thought the way he looked at the French was pretty darn good. He looked like he was moving well, but maybe the body didn't recover. Maybe that's why he pulled out, knowing that that was the case. Uh, But he didn't look great in his loss to Ali Asim down uh, in Halle, a tournament he's owned throughout his career. And then, to me, even more disconcerting was sort of his comments in the press, which kind of led me to think, wow, he's really thinking – thinking this through this you know could this be it i mean could this be his final wimbledon so that's obviously a question that everyone will be keen to try to decipher so he's got mandarino which normally would be easy for him Gasquet, sagita second round that's a no-brainer cam nori who's had an amazing year from great britain and uh He's, I mean, he's played so well. He's seeded at Wimbledon. He's got Puy who is coming back from a variety of issues, injuries. I think Nori gets through the first couple of matches and then, but normally for Federer, it's like a dream draw because Norrie's the kind of guy, again, where Fed's on, you know, it's a 3-3-1 three, three and one match because Nori is solid, feisty, but, you know, no huge weapons, no big firepower, solid, great competitor, amazing competitor. Uh, then we go to the bottom half of this where you've got, you know, so is in the same quarter as Medvedev. Medvedev's the two seed. Chilich somehow snuck in a seed at 32. He's been struggling for him. Dimitrov is also here and plays Verdasco, another veteran. Uh, he's the 18 seed. My guy, though, that I picked to make a big run, okay, get ready for this, Ubert Urkacz, the pole. Remember, he won Miami this year, the 14 seed. He's got Musetti in the opening round, which will be interesting because Musetti is so talented, won those first two sets against Djokovic uh, at the French before he ran out of gas big time. Uh, but I think Herkach makes a big run here. I actually picked him as my dark horse on the ESPN.com picks to make a run, and I think he could <clears throat> get through all the way to the quarters, maybe even the semis. Um, is he, you know, Dimitrov? I mean... I, I don't know where he's at. Uh, he's a C that would play Hurkacz, and then the winner of that to play Medvedev. Although, as I said earlier, Medvedev looking a little more comfortable on grass. So that could be, I guess, could be a time for him to make a move here. But I'm going to stick with Hurkacz. I think he's ready to make a move in a major in a big tournament. Winning Miami obviously was huge for his ranking, and uh, he's in a nice spot there, seeded 14. So if I'm picking, who am I picking to get to the final hmm from this half of the draw good question it's pretty well i mean you like, i mean i'm normally you say fed but that's very questionable i'm not going to pick him i mean i hope he makes a big run but i can't pick him because i just don't know uh berrettini you've got med you know Medvedev's a favorite uh he's a two seed and he's looking pretty good uh I'm gonna have to wait a little bit, just first couple of rounds to see what I see. But I like Medvedev. I think Hercotch could sneak through and upset him and make a run. Uh, I'm not sure who else I see other than Berrettini, uh, Federer. We shall see. Be very, very interesting. So I'm getting ready to get uh, get on the plane shortly. Hope you enjoyed this special episode of Holding Court. Be looking for lots of pods during Wimbledon. Of course, I'll be there with our ESPN team, so you can follow us there as well. And uh, thanks for checking in here on Holding Court. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.